Morning, everyone. Welcome back to What Red Said. This is Emily Farabaugh with Celestial Mind Coaching, and I'm sitting here with my darling Jamie. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, Emily. Um, I'm Jamie, and I own UNF Studios, and then we have the Confidence Specialist. So we have online course programs uh, regarding emotional regulation, boundaries. Um, we're just adding one right now. Um, that is it. I'm really excited to be uh, talking about in our book coming up and everything, um, being patient with me. So we have that in the link below um, on all our show notes and stuff like that. Um, Emily is a phenomenal life coach in Tucson and I'm in Tombstone, but we both practice over Arizona and even across state lines because of the life coaching ability to do that online. Um, so if you want to get our little uh, intro. Yep. Public service announcement. This Jamie and I are both coaches, but nothing from our podcast is considered advice or a substitution for therapy. If you need any mental health providers or resources, please let us know and we will direct you. Awesome. So we're going to be continuing our part series into the holidays on conflict resolution um, regarding family matters, or we talked about, um, managing expectations and stuff like that and then icebreakers icebreakers yeah uh (laughs) sometimes you can't um even with your quirky british accent or your awkward jokes you can't always um control attention in the room though or managing we talked about managing the topics that you talk about and stuff like that and honoring people's um triggers and everything that but you sometimes you can't even you, I mean, all the time you can't control the outcome, especially when it comes to other people's emotions, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You can only control you. Um, but you can see if there is a conflict, um, whether you can set boundaries around the conflict or when it's time to kind of walk away, right? Yes. There are definitely moments where you may do all the things that you can in your creative coping skills toolbox and things keep escalating. Well, that's when you need to realize this is not the hill you want to die on and walk away from the conversation. Eventually it will settle. It may go as, you know, an unsolved mystery, but that's up to you whether or not how you handle that. But walking away from a conversation, taking a break from a conversation, excusing yourself from the table to go get more juice or wine or whatever you need, may need to be that break intention and then you can come back to the table you might have a different mindset by the time you've sat down and are less emotionally charged and you might be able to re-engage the conversation otherwise let it go well I know for me that I've seen I have had to set um some very clear boundaries around criticism I think a lot of times sometimes our family not all families but sometimes family means well um, when they bring up things that didn't work out or people we dated that we should have stayed with, we they feel like or whatever. And a lot That's of their wants to get their opinion on how your life. Should yeah. Be. And what's funny is I, I'm very much like that. Like, I'm not going to take advice from a homeless person when I want to be a millionaire. He just doesn't know how to be a millionaire type thing. <laughs> it's like if someone hasn't it hasn't actually modeled the behavior or the um the outcome why would you take their advice on how to get there right um but people mean well with their quote-unquote advice or opinions um I think a lot of the times or they just want to be heard um 
but when does it get quote unquote toxic or you don't have to put up with that anymore and it's time to kind of excuse yourself? What do you feel, Emily? I think when it gets so heated that you can recognize that this is going to make more of an impact on your relationship than it is on the conversation. Yeah, for me, it's almost sitting back and say, how do I feel in this situation? Do I feel attacked? Am I able to show up as the person I want to be? And if the answer is no, maybe I need to take a breather. Right. I mean, are we really discussing the situation or the conversation? Or have we now gotten into attacking each other's character or frame of mind or personal choices? That makes a huge difference as far as whether or not you choose to engage. Yeah. And sometimes it's not worth it. I um. I think for me, this last couple of weeks, it's come to the point where you can argue your point all you want and you can have all the facts, but some people are not capable of hearing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so realizing that just their limits and it means nothing about you. It means nothing about you being right or wrong or whatever. It's just, they're not capable of hearing the actual information because they're so personally involved in it. Makes sense. Or that's too close. Oh, no, no, that's completely almost a old red flag condition of reactivity Mm -hmm. somebody has a differing opinion than you do somebody does not feel that that opinion is allowed to be different and therefore they get upset looking for right or wrong in the situation when really there is no right or wrong there is you have an opinion they have an opinion yep if it has to do with like something that actually is then you get a third opinion well and see if that you know, let's bring up something stupid. Like, let's say you're sitting at the table and someone's like, the sky is green. And you're like, uh, (laughs) um, yeah. Like, are you going to get heated over something that ridiculous? No, probably not. Or pineapple and pizza. I mean, that might be a really serious topic for certain people, but like, if it's something Mm -hmm. that silly, so kind of being able to um, let's go back to hard topics. Like what are things that you feel like bring up that animosity with people that oh, politics, politics. Okay. And I've mentioned that in the previous, uh, podcast, because truthfully that just is such a strong topic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it might also be like education, um, maybe whatever your rural community is going through. So if it's like local events or things like that, where there's also controversy, and you can have these conversations until they're no longer considered productive, helpful, or worth talking about. Yeah. And if it leaves you feeling crappy, like, why are you having that conversation? Right. It's not productive anymore. Like, it just makes uh-huh. the two people in the situation, like, if you can't agree to just disagree, like, you're clearly taking it personal. Makes sense. And right. I think, mm-hmm. too, taking back the responsibility for ourselves, if I'm feeling crappy about the situation and I can't agree to disagree and allow that person to their opinion. I have to take responsibility and say, why am I taking this so personally? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you agree to? Totally. Yeah. So back to conflict resolution, when is it time to kind of step away? Well, I mean, we've already established that when it becomes less about the conversation and more about the person, then that's when things can get more hurtful yeah but it also comes down to looking at it as am I seeing from this other person's point of view where oh yeah where am I where am I lacking in this conversation what can I step outside my my view in this conflict because it takes two people oh yeah at least two 
So, I mean, unless somebody's sitting in the corner and fighting with themselves, and that is a whole other story. Let yeah, they, do that. they need to go get some help. <laughs> but in, in it's another episode, in all seriousness, it's it comes down to you need to have criticism with empathy. By how do you do that? Well, you try to understand where somebody else is coming from and you give them constructive criticism. You're not attacking their personal character. You're saying, hey, I recognize that you want to do something a little differently. This is what I see. Maybe you can try it as a suggestion. Uh, You need to do this or you should have done that. That will instantly have someone on the defense and you will have a conflict on your hands no matter if you literally like read between the lines type shit is like, I mean, people do this all the time. You might not be saying something, but they're reading into you are saying I did this wrong. Right. right? So there's something Mm. inherently wrong with myself. Can you, Jamie, can you control that person's interpretation of what you're saying? Oh, no, but I think we need to be aware of it. And say, if so is my con- criticism is adding saying, or subtracting? I think this might have come across incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Or And take accountability for the fact that you may have had a different way to express it, but it may not have come across the, the right way or the way that they needed to receive it. That doesn't mean you're wrong. It no. just means that you need to try a different approach. No, and I think, too, um, we were talking about that criticism with empathy is stepping back mm-hmm. and say, is this person capable currently where they're at of even hearing criticism without making it mean that they're inherently wrong? And if not, maybe that's not a conversation that you can have with them. Maybe that's something a trained professional needs to have when they're ready. Um, I would totally agree. Yeah. If that, if it gets to that point, I would totally recommend family therapy when it comes to having healthier communication with you know, family members or spouses or how do you how do you feel like life coaching would personally affect family dynamics and sort of that being able to mediate together um really life coaching is more focused on the individual and sometimes as a couple very rarely do we actually work with families in a group setting Mm -hmm. uh, because everybody will have differing opinions so it would be more a matter of if i had a couple come in and they were upset about communication about what happened at a holiday or what was going to happen at a holiday it would be a matter of having that communication be as open as possible everybody needs to be as transparent and more importantly everyone needs to recognize that each person has their own feelings and emotions and beliefs they may not be on the same page so it needs to be more a matter of i understand where you're coming from i don't agree with the same perspective but i hear what you're saying well i think too is help me understand Right. Mm -hmm. Am I willing to step back and say, this isn't about me. Right. Because the only reason we get upset about things is if we do take it personally. Right. And so therefore, if that person has a different opinion than than me, then my opinion must be wrong. Right. And so saying step back and saying, I don't currently understand what you're saying or where you're coming from, but can you help me understand? Right. And that also takes swallowing of that pride from that individual saying, hey, I'm lost. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know how to say this, but I was following things and then you just lost me. Yeah. Where did we go on this little route? Maybe it's, maybe it's a me thing. Maybe it's a you thing. It could be a bunch of different reasons, but there's obviously. I'm willing to admit I'm not good at directions. (laughs) Help me get the map quest here. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think too, it doesn't have to be like, um, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, like. 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be a hostile. Like, I'll be honest, like people can tell me left and right. Like I can have a stranger tell me I'm an asshole and say, okay, like how so? Like that, but that's something I've had to cultivate. Now, if my husband tells me I'm an asshole, I'm going to get offended because it is a more intimate relationship and I'm still working on that, right? But can we make light of it? So, and that's something we need to figure out. Okay, what is it that you're not liking here? Yeah, that is a you issue. We're just, we're yeah. just you being, you know, snarky on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, mostly totally he brings out the it. asshole in me, so that might be more. <laughs> like, but what did you do to engage the asshole, Jamie? <laughs> Over there. Yeah, right. But and I there think are lots of family members, which I'm going to say this now, mm -hmm. there are a lot of family members that love to poke the bear. Oh, yeah. Just because you know how to trigger that person. Oh, yeah. Does not mean you have to do it. No. It's your sibling, which is more often the case, your spouse, your parent, your cousins, whoever it is that you know what their buttons are to push don't do it well I think too and I know for me um like I get louder around my family because that version of Jamie when she was little comes out type thing yep and talk over everybody yeah and the thing is is we have to realize too is sometimes that kid version of us comes out in relationship dynamics that we are I don't want to say quote-unquote comfortable with but the ones that we we revert back to that childhood tendency almost and sometimes like I see my kids my son instigates my daughters like crazy, right? <laughs> and so sometimes we're the instigator and we're triggering these people on purpose just because we can push those buttons, right? Right. Yeah. And just saying, okay, what have I done to maybe poke the bear? When you sit back with teens and you're like, okay, how did this happen? And of course, each one of them is going to have their own story. Oh, yeah. It's never a fault. So it's going to be the exact same thing with adults, except hopefully they don't hold on to it as much or react to it as much. But we don't know that because for whatever reason, when we are around our family, we do revert back to old habits and different behaviors that we had when we all lived together in the same household. Yeah, like I have a bad tendency. I don't like being told what to do. Like I, I definitely don't like other adults who have not... Um, I don't, I think, I don't think it's respectful for other adults to tell other adults what to do. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's like, I think I'm pretty capable of washing the dishes, but my younger sister has a tendency to say, you need to do this and do this. And I'm like, you don't own this house. And so my first initial response is to get offended and say, I'm 35 years old. I've had my own family. Clearly I know how to wash dishes. Like I've washed a couple thousand, right? I mean, but yes, I used to get offended. Talking. Now I have to make light of it because I realize well, I've gotten offended. Recognize that that is a control issue on her end. Oh yeah, it has. So you receiving that is going to be the important part. How do I receive that my sister has control issues without chewing her head off? Yeah, and can I make light of the situation, right? Because if I get Honestly, offended, it's just going to cause an issue. Input. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thanks for your input. But that's really all it needs and i'll or i'll consider that or well what do you think along the lines where you are creating an atmosphere where it's accepting but you don't necessarily uh have to do what they tell you to do no and two what do you think the point is in people saying stuff like that do you think it's just for validation like yeah, to be sometimes heard it's for, sometimes it's for validation other times it's because they are very set in their ways 
and you're still doing something that they're used to doing at home and everybody has their way of doing things. Well, I mean, clearly I too, they... my husband and I make peanut butter and jelly backwards yeah. from each other. Like I put the peanut butter on first and then the jelly and he does the other way around. And I was like, but now the, now the knife is dirty and you can't clean it. <laughs> it was just like, why does this matter? I'm like, I don't know. I agree with you. It was Sorry. an observation. Sorry, and James. what I have been programmed to do. <laughs> this is my way of doing it. Well, that, and it's like, her way of, I don't, now that I step back and I'm aware of this, I think the huge main step of anything when you are offended is to be aware of why you're personally taking it. Like, right. I took and it as she was saying I was doing it wrong. Right. So that's that criticism with empathy. What you do is you strip it of emotion. What is the actual task involved? What is the thing that needs to be changed or improved? If you strip yeah. out all of the judgment, any of the anger, any of the frustration, what is it that that person is trying to get across? Because more often than not, it has nothing to do with malicious intent or trying to make you feel bad or guilting or shaming you. It has to do with they recognize this is different. Yeah. And I think, too, is giving back people um, the I don't want to say benefit of the doubt, but definitely saying mm-hmm. I don't think people go normal. People don't go around trying to just break people or hurt them. Right. right. And so if they're being critical, it might be more they're telling you one about themselves or two, they mean well, right. They think it's beneficial in some aspect. And it also takes a lot out of you to open up and do something outside of your comfort zone. Case in point, my husband makes grilled cheese with mayonnaise. I love him. This is something I did. I had never, ever. James got a point there. Yeah. (laughs) Is it an Arizona thing? Because I grew up in California. I swear. I've never, ever seen this on the East Coast. Okay. We always just use butter. Butter on the outside. Does he use mayo on the outside? Yes, he uses mayo on the outside. Okay. Never mind. I I don't agree with this. I did it's over like, the food the strangest thing I've ever experienced. Please, and I'm going to have to try it. Right? I wanted to turn my nose up at it and be like, oh, that's so different. But yeah. my husband was making me my favorite lunch. So I needed to at least be a good sport and try it. Honestly, I mean, he is doing something for you. So and it was delicious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to try this. <laughs> really, it's really great. And now I'm like, oh, I don't have butter. I can't make grilled cheese. Oh, I mayo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is a fat soluble. They're both fat. So that makes exactly. sense. But it was, it's still like, even the taste is good. It's oh. just, it was really out of my comfort zone. And anything like that, it was like, I'm sorry. I think what's funny is I'm recording the video, so but these people can't see my face. Pride in the sense of there are more ways to do this. Yeah, then you can be a little bit more accepting of the criticism. With well, that and it shows like open mindedness. Like if you're open to different people's interpretations of something or ways of doing it, that just shows expansion on your part. Versus being closed-minded and you're like, nope, there's only one way of doing this. Therefore, every other way is wrong. No, there could be other ways of doing it that would be faster and more productive. But because you're closed-minded, you're not open to any of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it also takes a lot for somebody to accept something that they are not programmed to do. Yeah. And realizing that and that that just might be their limits and they're not open to it yet. It means nothing about you or your way of doing it. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means it's right. different. So you and your sister in the group closet, you could turn around and just say, this is how I do it. Yeah. Period. The end. 
it doesn't have to be you do it wrong or she does it right or vice versa. It's this is how I do it. I think too, like for me, it's like you were saying, just acknowledging that she's saying something to me and saying, thanks for your input. That doesn't mean that I have to now apply the input. That just means that I'm acknowledging that she gave it to me and that's it. It doesn't mean that I have to change it. That doesn't mean that I have to do anything or there's something wrong with me or her. That just Uh means I'm accepting that she made a comment, right? I'm acknowledging her. And mostly, most of the time, that's what people just want, right? They just want acknowledgement. Yes. The last thing anybody wants is to be ignored. Yeah. Especially when they even took the time to formulate the words they wanted to say. (laughs) They were. And chime into this situation that probably means absolutely nothing, but they found something that they could interject into. Yeah. They're probably just trying to add value to the conversation, right? Probably. Yeah. Or feel like they were being included. Yep. Or, yep. They just wanted valid. Sometimes it's just validation or being included. I think that's what we all want in this life, right? Yes, even in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the sense of belonging is very important for a lot of people. Yeah, so in conflict resolution, to kind of come back to the point around holidays, sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you can't, like, you can't resolve the conflict because there's two people in the party and one of them's not set on, they're wanting to be right versus conflict resolution, right? Oh, and more so than anything, they're not willing to be open to anyone else's perspective. Yep. And that's just their limits. That says more Mm -hmm. about them than it does about you, right? So not taking it personally. If you're at the dinner table or if you're at, you know, sitting outside with your family or you're doing whatever and conflict arises and you feel like it's just not where you need to be, feel free to get up and walk away. Yeah. And that's okay. You can be polite and say, excuse me, and just walk away go to the bathroom, go get a drink, go find kids to talk to, whatever you need to do. Do go something that maybe some more. I mean, don't think about throwing it though. Do not throw it. It does not fly after it's cooked. We discussed this. Sorry. <laughs> you can tell I want to throw it. So I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday with all of their family and friends. Again, if you don't have family nearby, it's always okay to have a Friendsgiving they're fantastic and a lot of fun and you can always throw in some cool games so that's my two cents my name is emily farabaugh i am with celestial mind coaching and you can find me at desert health clinic here in tucson arizona awesome i am jamie with unf studios and we have the confidence specialist program so we have collective classes of self-paced courses set on boundaries emotional regulation um our links in the bio below um but we're going to be continuing this series kind of like refocusing on joy into the holidays um so stay tuned and um thanks for checking in with us and being a part of our podcast have a great day guys bye emily Bye, guys.